TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and this is part two of Dr. Damien Christoph's recent presentation at our 100 Not Out Longevity Evening in Melbourne. Today, it's all about breaking the rules that we often get indoctrinated with in regards to diet. From honey and seed oils to animal protein and vegan diets, Damo is about to take you into the longevity hotspots of Icaria and Sardinia to explore what they eat, why they eat it, how they prepare it, and so much more. Now, of course, if you love all of this and you want to experience the real thing with Damo and I in 2024, you are, of course, invited to join us in Icaria and Sardinia. You can pick one or both for our 2024 100 Not Out longevity experience. All the details at 100notout.com. All right, over to Damo. One of the greatest words in the English language is chiropractic. And uh, I'm a chiropractor, and that's made from two Greek words, kiros and practica. Kiros meaning spine, and practica meaning done by hand. So when you go to Ikaria, you get to pat the bees, and you get to harvest the honey. And the bees aren't angry or grumpy with you. They're probably drugged out from the smoke, but we uh, everything's done by hand. And so what we realized, and when Marcus asked me before, have you seen a blender in Ikaria? The answer was yes, because the thing that they serve up for coffee is something called a frappe. And a frappe is the most disgusting coffee you've ever had. But uh, And they use a blender for that. But for everything else, it's all hand cut and all hand done, and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, but we harvest our food, and it's difficult to do that here. And we collect our food. It's difficult to do that here. So how do we do that? The idea would be that you buy as fresh as you possibly can. It doesn't have to be organic. It's great if it is. It's great if it is. The fresher, the better. I like to go to the markets. I don't like paying the prices at the markets. I think they're too expensive. Um, so I'll try and get down to you know, farmer's markets if I can. Um, and I, even, I loathe going to the supermarkets and paying the prices that we have to pay these days for fresh fruit and vegetables. I hate it. But I feel like we have to do it. These are the sorts of produce that we get and everything's ugly. So if you look at this here, this is a capsicum. Um, and that wouldn't make it to our shelves, would it? And so there's ways in which you can buy seconds um, here in Melbourne. Um, that's a zucchini, but it doesn't look like a zucchini. Um, but that's the one that would have got rejected by John West. So you want to be, you know, uh, trying to find those sorts of foods because they're fantastic for you. But it's done by hand, which I love. Krasi is the word for wine in Greek. Krasi. And we made this wine with our feet. So where that went to is into uh, pots that are in the ground and it stays in the pots that are in the ground and it's got an ash seal around the rim and it's kept at a certain temperature by being in the ground and it ferments. And there's a yeast that forms in that wine called Saccharomyces boulardii. And Saccharomyces boulardii chews up candida in your body. And so in the wine that we stepped all over with our dirty feet, um, creates a fungus or a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii that naturally keeps candida under control. If you've ever had candida, what's one of the things that you're told not to consume? Wine. Wine. And the bacteria Saccharomyces boulardii exist naturally in the wine. This is why it's all done by hand. 
and there's a naturally occurring ecosystem of health that comes from the food. Is that amazing? That's by foot. That's by foot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know what that is. Probably the same. Probably the same. Um, this stone here uh, leaches minerals into the wine. So it leaches minerals into the wine, and the soil uh, that the, the grapes growing in Ikaria contain no calcium. So there's no calcium in the soil in Ikaria, and all of the plants grow beautifully, and the fruit is incredible. And it's a phenomenon that what they've worked out is that the food in Ikaria has, de has developed to use potassium as its backbone instead of calcium as its backbone. So the plants over there are richer in potassium, they're richer in different nutrients, and they have zero calcium there, and they don't have any osteoporosis. How does that work? How does that work? Is that phenomenal? That's phenomenal. So do you have to take a calcium supplement to avoid osteoporosis? Maybe if you're not getting lots of other nutrients. But over there, the answer is no. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? It makes you think. It makes me think all the time. I think about it. Like being a naturopath, and as a naturopath, we're trained to prescribe. Um, and if you've ever been to a naturopath, you spend a fortune because we are trying to prescribe. And, uh, and <laughs> it's embarrassing. And so um, when I see that you can get it all from food, it just lights me up. It lights me up. It's amazing. The food's, not, the food's not complicated. It's always simple. So it's usually three to five different ingredients. And the reason why I say that is because when we try to build a diet that's healthy, and if it's Mediterranean, that's even better. If it's blood type, according to your blood type, that's even better again. So if you're following your blood type and you manufacture or you put together a Mediterranean-style diet, you're always going to be selecting three to five plant-based foods for every single meal. And the reason why that's important is that the studies show that 15 serves of fruits and vegetables per day decreases the risk of all forms of cancer by 90%. 90%. All forms of cancer are reduced if you're having 15 serves of fruits and vegetables per day. I think that's unbelievable. I think that's incredible. So if you're putting three to five fruits and vegetables in your salads or your breakfast every single day, three times a day plus snacks, you've done that pretty easy. It doesn't have to be complicated. So you've got fresh herbs in here. Um, this has got some eggplant in there. We're using a little bit of cheese in there. There's probably a little bit of honey. There's all kinds of stuff. This had eggs. Um, this was just a not complicated omelette. Pretty nice. Who thinks that looks all right? Who thinks you can put three to five serves of fruits and vegetables in every single meal? Pretty simple. We can do that. And this is Mediterranean. This is Mediterranean. The thing that we do over there is we eat seasonally. So we go to the garden, we grab it. These are linseeds. Um, these aren't brought in from another country. These are the linseeds that are available over in Ikaria. They have some plants, they have some linseed plants and they grow it. Um, you'll see that we've got honey on here, we've got olive oil on here. Um, it's lashed in salt and we've got big pieces of cheese and it's absolutely delicious. And um, you don't have heart disease, hypertension or anything like that from consuming all that salt and fat, which is incredible, which I love. And there was nothing else available on that particular day, so we just had lettuce <laughs> in that meal. In that, in that salad, does that make sense? So you can still pull together a beautiful, who thinks that looks beautiful? Who wouldn't want to eat that? Like you just want to eat it, 
and it's just one main ingredient. You don't have to have tomatoes, you can still do it. We could have just done shaved zucchini. We could have just done shaved carrot. We could have done, I don't know, something else. Shaved broccoli, for example. Delicious. All the flavors come from the fresh herbs. So we harvest the fresh herbs. And I've got a great herb garden. I love having herbs. Um, Marcus, I saw, I went out. You know, Marcus has this um, finger to mouth thing. He had hand to mouth thing. Yeah. Yeah. One day he walked into my, uh, into my, walked down the stairs and said, Dame, have you got any coconut oil? I said, Yeah, I do. It's in the, it's in the pantry. And uh, he walks over to the pantry and he takes the lid off the coconut oil and he sticks his fingers in it and he, he puts the, the coconut oil back down with the lid off and he rubs it in his hands and puts it all over his face and then he walks back upstairs. And I go, what did you just do? And he said, oh, I just used coconut oil for moisturiser. I said, but you stuck your fingers in my coconut oil. So today I'm looking out into the backyard and there's Marcus just picking off pieces of parsley and some coriander, just like doing that. And so great. He's trying out my produce, which I love, which I love. Loved it. Beautiful, beautiful. Anyway, it's fresh and it's curated, done by hand. Does that make sense? And you use the herbs that you've got. Any herbs at the end of the season that we have at our house, um, I just dry them up. So I've got dried thyme, dried um, oregano, uh, basil leaves. I've got all of that that's been dried from the season before. So that's pretty easy to do. Um, if you're looking for a food dryer, um, just go to the tip. There's heaps of, you know, usually buy one of those. Down your way, yeah, go to Leah Gather, you'll buy it down the way. In Veloc, you'll see it down there. Just dust off the mushrooms, right? So <laughs> everything's natural. Everything's natural, which we absolutely love. Absolutely love. Any questions about the food so far? Actually, yes, Claire. Funny. Yes. All right, so you want a secret? In Australia, all commercially um, sold honey is boiled, pasteurised. It's all pasteurised. So you've got to look for raw honey. Um, break the rules a little bit. So they fry their cheese, uh, they overcook their sesame seeds. And the reason why I say that is because I, for years, have said don't overcook your oils. If you cook your oils and they're going to smoke, um, and smoking's bad for you, of course, so if you smoke and your oils smoke, then that's really bad. And, uh, and so I've always said that that's not good. But here, they cook cheese. Saganaki, so on and so, so forth, you know. Um, and then they pour honey all over the top. So if you're trying to get your macronutrients right, it kind of seems a bit strange. But I think that what they do over there, which I've learned, is they get their macros in throughout the whole of the day. So it's not just trying to have 30% protein, 30% fat, and 40% carbohydrate, they're not trying to do that. They're just getting it all the way through the day, which I think is clever. And they eat with friends. So the reason why I love this picture, uh, we've got Barry and Karen here. They came with us to Ikaria a couple of years ago. Um, Barry's from New Zealand and Karen's from New Zealand too. And, uh, and they just dined out. Every single night they get some local produce and they just sat there and they summarise the, you know, the whole of the day. And they took this back. They've got a family of 13. Um, children and they have an amazing, amazing family life and they break bread every single Sunday. The kids come over and they have food um, with every, every, every Sunday, which is amazing. But they took this home with them and, uh, and, I, and when I look at this photo, I'm reminded of how important it is to eat with your friends and eat with, with, with your family. So who does any, we don't have to add up to this, but if you are eating by yourself more often than not 
then I would suggest that you invite friends over to your house to share a meal. Does that make sense? Or have lunch meals with friends and colleagues and tell some stories. Or join a running group or a walking group and have breakfast with everybody at the end of the walk or the run. At least a couple of times a week. Just to maintain that social engagement. So I think that's really important. So anyway, let's buzz off to Sardinia. And, uh, and here we are in Suelo, um, which is uh, one of the uh, centenarian blue zones uh, that we do visit when we're over there. It's absolutely beautiful. And let's just go through some of the stuff. So the Mecca here is the market. <clears throat> we go to the market. It's unbelievable. We rock in and there's all these cheeses all over the place. There's horse hanging. Um, there's goats hanging. There's all kinds of different meats. And we get to try it all. We sample it all. We have these, um, these big orange bladders that are basically compressed fish row and it's it's from um, the mackerel and what they do is they get the the mackerel fish row and they dehydrate it and they chop it up and they eat it just like that and it's it's an interesting flavor uh it's quite incredible it's better with honey and uh and it's uh, <laughs> it's like a spoonful of sugar and uh but it's absolutely incredible and we're trying a lot of different foods and the amount of different types of cheeses that we tried i didn't know existed i just thought we had cheddar and and eat them but uh there's, there's lots of others so it was really quite amazing um we learned about the wine and in italy uh, the wine is called vino of course and some of these barrels of wine are decades old weren't they Piercy? there was one there that was like over 100 years old just a barrel of wine that's just been sitting there and each of the the people that live in the in this little town they have their own barrel and they're making their own wine and sometimes they'll share it with you and sometimes they won't and we were really lucky uh you can see down here there's an empty glass with marcus's um you know drinking wine with everybody and i was too and uh we managed to get a couple of glasses of some of these people's wines um, but it was all done by hand and they make it all themselves using the grapes that they harvest, um, that they grow on their family's land. Now, it's difficult for us to do that, but here's the thing. They buy wine that doesn't have 220 added to it. They consume wine that has no sulfur dioxide added to it. It's naturally occurring sulfur dioxide that's, in, that's manufactured by the Saccharomyces boulardii that makes the sulfur dioxide, which stops the fermentation process. We add it to our wine over here. And so we have gastrointestinal dysfunction as a result of killing off the Saccharomyces boulardii. Interesting, huh? Does that mean you've got to get organic wine? Maybe. You can buy low sulfur wine. You can also get wine that's not, that has no sulfur added and it's not organic wine. And, and so that means that it probably still tastes really good as well. So you can definitely get that. But I would encourage people to source out quality wines if you want to consume wine with your meals. It's worth it. What's really interesting too, and what Marcus and I learned when we've been over there, is that they consume wine only with food and only generally with another person. And if you're drinking by yourself, that's considered a problem. And so the whole of the community, the whole of the village is knocking on your door going, is everything all right? Can we help you out? Whereas for us, we might have a little tipple and keep it in the cupboard and not let people know. Everybody knows what's going on over there. And so... Part of us doing this tonight is to bring together communities so that we can open up those conversations, which is really important. The bread. Um, I've tried to bake this since I've been back um, and I failed at it. And I don't know if it's because I don't know how to make bread, which is true, um, or if it's because the Thermomix doesn't do it the right way. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm looking forward to learning how to make bread over in Sardinia, which we'll do next time when we get there. But they eat bread with most meals. 
Now, when I say that they eat it with most meals, that's not the way we consume bread or grains in Australia. Our meal is bread, which is really different. Our meal is the grain. And then we might add some other bits and pieces to it. Whereas over here, they consume a little bit of bread with their meal. And it adds to it. So they might mop up their oil or they might just put something else on it, create a meal, put some meat on it, um, put some cheese on it, some ricotta, and, uh, and, and they're consuming proteins, fats, and carbohydrates all together, which is really important. There is a bit of a problem, isn't there? There's a bit of a delay. Yeah, do it. Oh, there we go. Oh, go back. Yeah, go back on. Yeah, so eating from the land, we can go back to the next one. Yeah, there we go, macros. So when we're talking about macros, if you look at this meat here, see that there? Um, can you see the meat? That's it. That's the protein bit. That's the protein bit. So if you show this to your cardiologist, they'd be freaking out. <laughs> they'd be freaking out. Like, look at all that fat. And I tell you what, it melted in your mouth. Like, it was amazing. Amazing. But again, this was a little snack. It wasn't our main meal, but it meant that nobody's really worried about the macros that they're consuming. So what's the point there? The point that I'm making is that if you are stressed out and you're eating your food, you're probably not absorbing as well as what you could. And so what Mark has mentioned before, would you rather have the organic chicken salad in the corner sitting by yourself with no mates, or would you rather do something that's you know maybe a little less healthy and eating with your mates and maintaining engagement? Of course, the answer is maintaining engagement. These guys aren't stressed about their macros. So when I ask them about how much protein, fat, carbohydrates are you trying to get in every single meal, they're going, what the heck are you talking about? You know, <laughs> We just eat the food because it's fresh and it's natural. And so I'd encourage people to do the same thing. And as I've learned over the last decade or so with 100 Not Out, the more relaxed you are with your meals in you know, the regimentation of preparing a meal and the more open you are to eating more fruits and vegetables, the healthier your body's going to be. Does that make sense? But you don't have to be vegan and you don't have to be vegetarian. In fact, it's better for you to be consuming animal-based protein. It's definitely better for you to be eating animal-based protein and a good amount of fat with every single meal. About 30% of your calories should come from fat. Vegan or vegetarian, there's none. We don't see them over there. Um, if we do, they're lying and uh, they're sneaking some food, they're having some cheese or whatever, they're having some other types of protein. They might have uh, not red meat, like, but they would have seafood. They have seafood, yeah, and eggs. Yeah. And they don't have red meat, but they might eat goat. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd see that. And, they have, and in Italy, uh, in Sardinia, they'd have horse, um, but they, you know, they would be had maybe once a week or once a month, they'd have some horse. Um, and it's interesting, you know, we, we think that's crazy eating horses, but they think it's crazy we eat other types of animals like kangaroos. You know, they think, you eat your kangaroos? Yeah, that's kind of crazy, you know. <laughs> Only in Australia, right? Um, but the other thing that we noticed too is that everything was so fresh. And so this is, you know, brand new fresh pasta that we ate. And Marcus and I uh, had this meal on the very last night uh, as we were watching the sunset in Sardinia, romantic. Uh, we had a beautiful long stem uh, wine glasses as we looked over the ocean and it was absolutely beautiful. Um, but everything was so fresh. And I'm reminded now that we don't go and buy a week's worth of groceries anymore. We now go to the supermarket or we now go to the grocer or we now go to the market on the days to get fresh produce for one or two days maximum. That's what we do. 
Does it take a bit more time? Yes. Is there a bit more procession in it? Yes. But there's ceremony in it as well. And, uh, and, and you get to know, you know, who's, who's selling it to you, which is amazing. So I wanted to close with this particular slide because I just wanted to remind you of maintaining freshness. I want you to remember that Mediterranean means all food and it means having protein, fat and carbohydrate with every single meal. And if you wanted to be really strict with it, then follow your blood type diet because that's how you've evolved. So a German person might eat something different to an Irish person. Um, an Australian, you know, indigenous person would eat something very different to someone who is uh, naturally born in France, for example. So you eat according to your genotype. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that with you. There's a whole lot more that I want to share with you, uh, but I don't want to, you know, blow your minds up. But it's so simple food. Food is so simple. You just got to keep it simple. Does that make sense? Do you have any questions? Well, first of all, round of applause for Jamie. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.